there are going to be some big names in attendance for Penn State versus Michigan. Let's get to know them, including some 2025 quarterbacks that Penn State definitely needs to get a commitment from. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, Penn State fans? That is right. You are locked on Nittany Lions. Thanks so much for making us your first listen and watch. Every single day, we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And I am your host, Zach Seiko, bringing you all things Penn State Nittany Lions. And for Fridays, we like to talk about recruiting on this show. And that's why we bring back the recruiting expert from the Locked On Podcast Network. Also does Locked On Seminoles, Locked On Knowles. It is Brian Smith. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself. When you purchase the Jace case, providing you with personal a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections, get yours today at jacemedical.com. That is J-A-S-E medical.com. And since it's a recruiting show, the king of recruiting is with us, Brian Smith. Also, <laughs> the king in job recruiting is LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. Help out the show. Help out the channel. Subscribe to locked on Nittany Lions, wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube comment, the biggest recruit that's going to be on campus. We're going to talk about them uh, in this show. The, the big names that you need to know, because there's about, there's going to be about a hundred kids in attendance for Penn state versus Michigan. And rightfully so, because Michigan, Penn state and Ohio state are going Head-to-head in all these, a lot of these recruiting battles for the biggest names. Prime, you're very familiar with them. That's why we bring you on the show here. So let's start with the quarterbacks. That's what everyone cares about. Penn State has Ethan Brunkmeyer committed to the class of 2024, the lone quarterback, but it's still a quarterback. They're not going signal-caller list in the class of 2024. But then the conversation opens up for 2025. Get another quarterback. Do you potentially get two? Do you try to get two? Because the idea is that Drew Aller is going to leave. Bo Prabula will take over, hypothetically. And then, yes, Jackson Smolik. And you have to hope that Ethan Grunkmeyer develops. But it's always about next man, next man, next guy, right? The two biggest names. And I don't want to leave out Matt Zollers, who's an in-state quarterback as well. But the guys that are the, the highest profile players here. Malik Washington. Ryan Montgomery, Washington is out of the state of Maryland. Got to see him at the Elite 11 camp. I'm very impressed with him, so I'm eager to know your thoughts, Brian. And then Ryan Montgomery, kind of the same thing. Same quarterback coach as Drew Aller, Ethan Grunkmeyer. So the connections are already there. Ryan Montgomery's brother goes to Ohio State, but Ohio State already has its quarterback commits for the class of 2025. So Montgomery's recruitment just gets a little interesting here. But Washington, Montgomery... Is there a preference here? Does Penn State try to land both? I what what do you what do you have to say about Washington and Montgomery respectively? I love Washington's film, but I've seen Montgomery live. So I'm gonna start okay. with Malik though. Run pass kid, big frame. He's a kid that could weigh 230 by the time he's a junior in college, but he can run. I was surprised at how yeah. good he was at RPO, and he's got a natural release can really flip it without any effort at all and watch the ball go down the field. I was like, Oh, he's got a plus arm. So I'm not saying he has Drew's arm, but it's, it's still very, very good. And at that point, you're looking at a kid that's just in the middle of his junior year of high school and he's doing this. So you're like, okay, ceiling very high. He's got the Mm -hmm. frame to take the punishment that football brings with it. 
you sign up for that. And he's also a kid that will deliver it too, because he's a big guy. If you're tackling him, you got to, you got to bring something. All the attributes you're looking for for the modern game. And I think he would fit Penn State's offense well. Now, if you're talking about the other young man, Ryan Montgomery, he's more of a traditional pocket kid. I've seen him throw, yeah. very smart, yeah. makes good snaps or a good post snap reads. I think he's more traditional. I don't think he's necessarily as explosive per se, but it depends on what you want to do. And there's been a lot of different changes with how offenses work. If you look at like Alabama, they went to Tua. Then the next guy, they're like, oh, he'll be a game manager for a year. The guy ended up being a first-round pick. If you're really smart and just know where to go with the football, you can end up with the Patriots like he did. I think he fits that role pretty well. He's mobile, but not to the point Malik is. So either one of them could end up at Penn State, and they'd do pretty well. So I like Malik Washington a lot. If I had to pick the two, and maybe I'm going to show a little bit of bias because I, I have seen, like you said, you've seen Montgomery play live. I've seen Washington throw live because he didn't play in the Elite 11 camp, but really good to see, really nice experience to go witness that Elite 11 camp and just get an idea. A lot of seniors, of course, rising seniors made it to the national one, but if I had to pick anybody out of the junior class, it was Malik Washington who said if there was one player that the scouts that they could have selected to move on because normally they're going to select the rising seniors. I think it's very rare that a rising junior makes it to the Elite 11 finals, uh, right? And, and the seniors are typically better because they have more experience. But Malik Washington had, like you said, the best one of the best releases. I, I don't have an exact player comp for him, but I like what you said about his release because I noticed the same thing too. I'm not a quarterback guru. I'm not, I'm not an expert here. I'll preface it that way. But he has the quick release. It's not this long... Over-exaggerated over motion that gets the football out quicker. That gives receivers a better chance, a quicker chance to get their hands on the football. And it also it just opens up a better variety for timing passes to work. And you allow you just it it, it makes the offense move smoothly when you have the kind of motion, the release that he does. I like his confidence. I like his character. Seeing that on display, it's someone that he he thinks of himself very highly respectably right it's not it's not an arrogance it's not an ego it's a it's a humility but he believes that he's the best quarterback in the class of 2025 and you want somebody with that kind of confidence especially if they're going to lead your offense lead your locker room yeah i think if if you get kids like that it also is the pipe piper effect especially mm -hmm. if you get somebody like malik early uh just using him as an example because we both like him I mean, all the little attributes you talked about with quarterbacks, that's why like, I go to Elite 11 stuff. I wear an Elite 11 hat all the time. <laughs> that stuff matters, man. If you don't get quarterback play, it just doesn't work out. You have to hit explosive plays, and I know that's a topic on all the Penn State message boards for obvious reasons, but you got to keep bringing in quarterbacks until you get it fixed too. You don't know who's going to hit. It's arguably the most difficult position to project, even when kids are good. Because the real evaluation begins after they get in college and how they do on the chalkboard in the meeting room, stuff we don't see. So I'll take the guy with all the skills, though. And Ryan Montgomery's got plenty of them, too. Mm -hmm. Penn State's at least on the right trail. And they, they've done a good job of getting ahead of it. If you don't recruit some of these quarterbacks early in today's world, you're done. Penn State has done a tremendous, tremendous job. It's going to be too early to make a prediction. Uh, but if I had to lean who Penn State is going to get, who they're going to land, Ryan, Ryan Montgomery just visited Auburn. There's a lot of SEC schools that are after him. Malik Washington, in his case, has visited Penn State a lot. 
And I've gotten the feeling and talking to other scouts, other coaches, other recruiting analysts like yourself, Brian, Malik Washington really likes Penn State and Penn State really likes Malik Washington. So if I had to say, well, who is Penn State going to land at this point in time, right? Early November 2023, if Penn State had to land one of them, I would say it's Malik Washington. And this is also not to discredit a Matt Zollers. Right now, according to Rivals, he's listed as a four star. He's rated a 5.8. He's another pro style quarterback, six foot three. All these guys are six foot three plus. So you're getting these big bodied, athletic, smart, super, like they, they possess superpowers, right? They're almost, all these kids are built in a laboratory with the, with the build, the talent, and the athleticism because they're not statues, which is crazy enough with the size that they have. They're coming in with college type of builds already as juniors in high school. Besides the point, Penn State can't go wrong with any of these quarterbacks that, that they're recruiting. I would have to lean that it's probably either going to be Washington or Solers because he is in state. He goes to Springford High School in Pennsylvania, central Pennsylvania, for what it's worth, right? And I think that Montgomery being from Ohio, getting some attention from the SEC, I, I know I know there's the connection with a quarterback coach, but Washington's been up to Penn State, been up to Happy Valley for a long time. Like his freshman year, sophomore year, like he's been all... Happy Valley, Nittany Lions, blue and white for quite some time now. Well, if he started to make trips when he was 14, 15 years old, that relationship is there. Yeah. I think we all know that Franklin's really not going anywhere as the head coach. So unless somebody just comes in and, and gives him an opportunity that he can't pass up, I'd say Penn State's probably the likely landing spot for Malik. Can't go wrong with any of them. That it, it, you you are Penn State is a winner in recruiting whether they land Montgomery, Washington, or Zollers. They're all four stars. They're all highly rated, highly touted. They're ranked top 10 at a minimum, top five in their respective states. So if you can get two of them, you can get two of them. Oh my goodness. Now you're, now you're really talking, but those are the quarter. And Ethan Grunkmeyer is going to be in attendance as well. So maybe Grunkmeyer can have a little bit of a recruiting pitch. It'll be, it's healthy competition, right? Do you want to recruit your competitor? But I think at the end of the day, these kids, these, these players understand that it's about the program. It's about what's doing best for the team. And imagine a depth chart with multiple four highly touted four stars, some of which, who knows, maybe Malik Washington. These rankings are fluid. Maybe he could be ultimately a five-star by the end of the day. Like awesome. I said, he has, he has all the tools if he continues on this track. Quarterbacks are very important, but there are some other big names that are going to be in, in attendance for Penn State versus Michigan this weekend. We're going to discuss a few of them, which ones that Penn State has an inside track towards, some outside looking in, but maybe, because they have their attention, maybe they just might be able to land a flip or a commitment here. We'll discuss in just a moment. Let's hear from one of our sponsors on today's episode, and that is LinkedIn Jobs. Since this is all about recruiting, we got to talk about job recruiting. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It is easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs and add your job and the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills just the right experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and then hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. And LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right candidates, the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. 
Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That is linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And today's episode is also sponsored by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level up to its peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you are looking for. And with eBay, a guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the right prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into an MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. And the Locked On Podcast Network amps up college football coverage every Friday with Locked On College Football Kickoff. Live across all the Locked On College YouTube channels, including Locked On Nittany Lions, this show, and Locked On Knowles. Locked On does double duty over there hosting, doing the college uh, recruiting, the high school football recruiting, as well as hosting Locked On Seminoles. But Locked On College Football Kickoff live every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern time. Join the show live, and you can listen to it back wherever you get your podcast. After the show is over, talking conference rivalries, of course, they're going to preview Penn State versus Michigan and so much more. The college football playoff implications. A lot of one-loss teams, potentially. It's the show to watch. Locked on college football kickoff live. Let's get back to it, Brian. The big names in attendance. Well, there's going to be 100 kids, potentially plus. I think about over 80 are confirmed at this point in time, trending towards 90. And there's a lot. There's maybes out there. There's about a, a couple dozen maybes that are still trying to figure out how to get to Happy Valley here. So we could see potentially 100 high school football recruits on the sideline of Beaver Stadium for Penn State versus Michigan. A couple of those other names, and and a few that I particularly want to begin with. There's someone that Penn State, not necessarily, I guess it's technically not a flip because they're not committed anymore. We'll talk about him. But I think one of the biggest names that's going to be in attendance is Maryland defensive lineman Trent Wilson. Highly touted four-star, somebody that everybody's recruiting. What are your thoughts on Wilson and Penn State, who have had such success recruiting the state of Maryland? Jalen Harvey, fellow Maryland defensive lineman, just committed. Can Wilson follow in his tracks? That's a state that I'm trying to think when Penn State didn't recruit it well. Uh, I followed recruiting since the early 1990s and they probably haven't had a recruiting class without a kid from the state of Maryland since then, if I was to guess. Mm -hmm. I'd be surprised if they're not in the final group. They've targeted Wilson early. He's a big time player. He's at an area that's easy to get to. There's no reason to think that he wouldn't be on James Franklin's board. And let's be honest, Penn State's defense this year makes it easy for a kid like him to be excited about the opportunity to go to Happy Valley. I mean, it's not a hard sell when you've got a top 10 defense in multiple categories. So, and the way they dominate up front. So, yeah, he's a kid they're, they're after. He's got the size you're looking for. He could probably end up playing three tech or one tech. Yeah, you got to recruit that kid. And a little more information about Trent Wilson. Uh, according to Rivals, 87th in the nation. So, this is a top 100 player. Also, someone who's ranked in the top three overall in the state of Maryland, coming out of Baltimore, Maryland. 
and going to Wise, that is going to Wise High School. And some people might remember that high school because Marcus Allen, former Penn State safety, went there. So I wonder, I wonder if there are any conversations between the two of them, because if there's any uh, supporter that one of the biggest supporters for Penn State Nittany Lion football, it's Marcus Allen and James Franklin. It's Marcus Allen. Well, I mean, anytime you can get connections, man, you got to use them. Recruiting is hard enough as it is. Yep. But, I mean, Baltimore to D.C., it's not that far away anyway. That, that corridor, Penn State is the most dominant program from outside that state. And they've done a great job for years. That's one more player that they have a connection with, and they probably know people on that staff. They probably know people around that school. Yeah, Pretty easy for Penn State to recruit it. I wonder, and he already has game day ready size. So I anticipate he's listed as a strong side defensive end, but naturally most of these guys convert to defensive tackles. Yeah. He's listed at six foot three, 265 pounds. I can't see him staying at 265 when he's no, a junior. He's gonna, so he's probably going to move 290, <laughs> 300 pounds. And the, the motor that he has with yeah. the projection that he is going to weigh 290, 300 pounds is just, like I said, these players are laboratories. <laughs> I'm serious. Look, some kids are just built different. Mm -hmm. And from talking to college coaches over the years, there's a different level of what a player is worth when they're over 250 because there's only so many human beings that big. When At you combine age. the athletic kid, well, athleticism some of these kids have, it's a, it's a cheat code because you know that guy's going to make a couple plays in a game that the other team cannot schematically do anything about. He's just a better football player. That's why you go recruit Maryland because they've always got a high level. I don't know what it is in the water over there. A high percentage of their players per capita go to the NFL. It's a top 15 state counting DC, the district of Columbia in the country pretty much every year. And the reason for it, I don't know, but it's always been that way. And Penn state has reaped the benefits, but it's really nice to get the big guys out of there. Um, they've had some D linemen over the years, but this is one of those kids that it's got a chance to be a one tech or three tech man. When you can get them, that changes your defense. And yes, all of Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State have offered him, but he's taken more visits to Penn State as of late. He visited in April, he visited in September, and now he's back in November, but kind of a two birds with one stone thing here for Penn State versus Michigan. But three visits planned to Penn State as opposed to just one to Ohio State, and nothing reported to Michigan. Just, just so people know. So Penn State at least has the lead on the likes of Trent Wilson. You mentioned the DMV, D.C., right? You said Maryland and D.C. One of the kids out of D.C. that's going to be in attendance, six foot, 175-pound athlete, listed as the second-best player in D.C., according to Rivals, and that is Tariq Hayer, attends St. John's yep. College High School in Washington, D.C. Some people might be familiar with that high school as well. Olu Fashionu attended that high school. Hager uh, can play both sides of the football. We'll see where he projects out for Penn State or just anywhere because, of course, like Wilson and a lot of these other players, he's got offers all across the country. What 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 can you say about Hayer, Brian? He's a corner. He's a kid that can go out and do the things that Penn State's been doing. I'm not saying he's going to be king, but at the same time, that's mm -hmm. that's your aim, that's your hope. He might even be able to play nickel or play some safety. Those are the kinds of guys you got to have in today's college football. The spread makes it hard for mm -hmm. defense coordinators. You don't know where guys are going to line up, but they can come out in a 22 package, and then all of a sudden, oh, they're going to play power football. Well, 
Maybe not. That that tight end's in the slot. That tight end's out wide. You got to have versatile DBs. This is the kind of young man that can do that. Um, St. Albans and some of these programs, St. John's, they, they've had so many great programs in the Catholic Absolutely. League there, Archbishop, Archbishop Spalding, DeMatha, et cetera. You got to recruit those programs, and Penn State has done a very good job. This is another kid. It would be very surprising if Penn State wasn't in the final list of schools. Mm-hmm. At least right now, Penn State is in the most favorable spot. I would include Maryland. I would include Notre Dame as well. I would say if that's his top three, it wouldn't normal. be surprising. wouldn't be surprising yeah. in the least. But he's another another top 100 player, so he's going to get this kind of interest. Another class of A lot of these guys that we're going to be talking about today are class of 2025. There's one other name, Brian, that I want to mention in addition to a class of 2024 player. Uh, oddly enough, right? We're talking about all these 2025 names, and there's one 2024 player that Penn State fans definitely need to know about when it comes to recruiting here. But Adrian Wilson, before we go to 2024 and stay in the present, still go out to the future. Adrian Wilson, top-tier wide receiver, West Coast, West Side of the United States, already committed to Oregon, comes from the state of Texas, but Adrian Wilson, at least not this point in time, and I hope things change. He's a strong maybe. It's a, it's trying to find a way to get to Happy Valley, and he's got to go. He's got to make a long trip, right? But Wilson wants to visit Happy Valley for this game. Penn State has been targeting him for quite some time, at least have amped up their pursuit despite him being committed to Oregon. And, and the conversation just gets a little more serious. So what do we know about this wide receiver and what Marcus Haggins has been doing to really bolster the wide receiver room. Well, it's another kid that they're trying to get that can make plays after the catch. Yep. I think it's pretty well known that Penn State's passing game is maligned. Well, the way you get better is to get more talent in there and you just keep working otherwise. Play, more playmakers, absolutely. You know, Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, Austin, East Texas, that entire state is tremendous at producing wide receivers. I mean, Ohio State dips in there, Alabama dips in there, you know, Oklahoma. There's mm-hmm. a reason those schools recruit that state. Now, Penn State's not successful in Texas traditionally, but they never tried. If they can get a kid like this, I mean, Hagen's, by the way, should be given a pat on the back. That could open a door that would just add to their their thiefdom. Because, I mean, like, they've recruited the entire East Coast forever. You start going across Mississippi River, that's a whole other animal to add to it. I'm just telling you, he, he can make plays after the catch. He's that guy. It's interesting that Penn State, especially with their current status with the passing game, is in on him, but that also shows relationships, man. I talk about it all the time. That's what kids go for, not the school. It's the coaches. So good job by Hagen's to even get him in the spot to get him on campus, to be honest with you. Absolutely, to make an effort to when he was committed to TCU, Flipped his commitment to Oregon. So this would be quite the roller coaster here if he yeah. ultimately were to flip his commitment again. I'm not saying to Penn State, but just in general, a top 100 player. Once again, we're noticing a theme here, Brian. Top 100 player, top 10 in the state of Texas. That's saying something with, we you know, right. what kind of prospects come out of the state of Texas and just outside of the top 10 at his position, according to rivals. I, I feel like if Penn State was somehow to land a commitment from him in the class of 2025, Wilson becomes a player that does play right away unless Penn State is somehow to ab- able to just really remake that that room, that wide receiver room through the transfer portal. 
Yeah. One of these kids, whichever one it is that learns the playbook or whatever that they're bringing in from the freshman class at receiver, maybe it's, maybe it's this young kid, Wilson is going to mm-hmm. play. Somebody's got to play yeah, because they're not getting it done with the current group. And I'm not saying they don't need improvements and all that. And they need transfer portal too, but they need numbers and they need more competition. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's a little bit of what is bringing this about. They're not good right now. If I go there, I can be the guy that I'm sure they're pitching yeah. that. Right. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you be? Look at you can that. come and compete right away. You don't have 100%. to wait. I mean, he knows he's good. He's got offers from Oregon and Penn State, all these schools, plus I'm sure everybody in the local area. Yeah, I'm sure he's not worried about that, but it's just bona fide. Penn State needs help at wide out. He's going to take a look at that, and I'm sure he wants to see it with his own eye. That's why he wants to make that trek. It's different seeing the eye test live. Maybe this is the opportunity for Penn State, even if they just throw a couple of deep balls. He needs to see some of that too, but he's going to eyeball the kids on the sideline and say, can I compete with this? Final name. Let's talk about in the present, class of 2024, because signing day is looming. I mean, we're almost a month out from national early national signing day for recruiting in the class of 2024. Andrew Dennis, former Michigan State recruit, sure. decommitted. I, 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 and under the radar, I would say, and under the radar, given in, given a sense, his rating. Rivals has him as a three-star. I think that the Dennis projects more as a four-star when all said and done, but these rankings are just about finalized at this point here. But Andrew Dennis, a high-quality player in Penn State with the recruits and commits that it has in the class of 2024, I think it's saying something that they're still going after him despite having a pretty crowded offensive line commitment group for 2024. Well, it's interesting because somebody else asked me about him today, and that's a player that could Mm -hmm. go anywhere physically. And, I like, again, rankings are a little iffy. The Midwest kids I don't think get as much – Cloud. I live in Florida. Most of the scouts live in Texas, Florida, or Georgia, because yep. that's where the seven on sevens at. There's more combines, etc. So and you can play and you can play outside. You can play seven oh, on yeah. seven in December, January. Yep. Yeah, it's it's everything. <laughs> that being stated, there's a reason that Penn State's recruiting. There's a reason Michigan State recruited. There's a reason the Big Ten, etc. All wanted this kid. So I'm not worried about his ranking. Penn State needs to continue to get better up front, too. They haven't reached their potential there. I think I'm pretty safe with that based on who they got at running back. They need to keep pushing the pile. And this is one of those old-school grinders in the trenches, very athletic kid for his size. I could see him starting at Penn State as a redshirt freshman, and I wouldn't be shocked. you got to get those kids, man. And if you can sneak one out of Michigan, it's all the better for obvious reasons. So him coming there, he's a former Michigan State commit. It's pretty safe to say he's not a Michigan fan. This is a good weekend to get him on campus. Yeah. And if Penn State can make that statement type of victory, this is season on the line. It's the difference between, oh, same old song and dance, 10 and 2 versus, hey, 11 and 1, because Penn State's going to beat Rutgers. Penn State's going to beat Michigan State. But this is the one that dictates the rest of your season. Like Brian and I always do with these big games, we talk about the impact on recruiting and what it could have, win or lose, for Penn State. We discuss in just a moment. Let's hear from another one of our sponsors on today's episode, and that is Jace Medical. We spend a lot of time talking together, you and I. We get fired up together on wins and losses, who starts, who sits, and I'm thankful for that connection that we have. And today, I want our chat to be a little more personal when talking about Jace Medical. Whether you're on extended travel, bracing for a major weather event, or limited by yet another supply shortage, You are covered, my friend. I mean that. 
And thanks to our partners at Chase Medical, life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a one-year supply. Even ED generics for Cialis and Viagra. Go online right now at chasemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. A A verified customer had this to say about Jace. I'm thankful for the service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half just to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered an antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love would like to get some peace of mind by having a year supply of a daily med, go to jacemedical.com and to see if it's offered to you. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your purchase. That is Jace Medical. And in this final segment, discussing big picture implications, Penn State versus Michigan, Ah, just about everyone's picking the Wolverines, Brian. Uh, Whether it's by a field goal, whether it's by a touchdown, whether it's by 100 touchdowns, a lot of fans in Happy Valley have sold out on this Penn State team. But as we're trying to figure, here's the thing when Penn State doesn't win these games. It doesn't push the bar forward. And I get what everyone said. Oh, James Franklin's overrated or Penn State doesn't do this. Penn State is not overachieving. Winning these kinds of games against Ohio State, against Michigan, that's how you push into the conversation to that four-star from Texas and Adrian Wilson, right? Yes, you're getting him on now, but then, but instead of getting his attention, you actually get his commit. I'm speaking hypothetically, right? Like, let's just take player X, from California, from Texas, that really is, okay, Penn State's interested in me, but I'm not interested in Penn State. You win these kinds of games, then you get that four-star. Then you get those consensus five-stars. All you need is one or two to put you into that threshold. And when Penn State loses these games, you miss out on those kinds of players. When it comes to the overall recruiting, Penn State's still got strong support. Penn State's going to get the guys from the DMV. They've shown that they can recruit in Wisconsin, the best players out of Wisconsin. They're doing very well in New Jersey for the foreseeable future. Of course, Rutgers is their only competition there, but besides the point. But Penn State doesn't take a hit in recruiting. They don't drop. They stay the same. And that's where it's a losing battle because if Penn State's going to be a national title contender, even with the 12-team playoff, if Penn State is going to break, because they can get to the playoff, and then if they get boat raced in the semifinal, what's the difference? What's really the difference there? So that's the point of all of this. Penn State wins the game against Michigan. They missed out on Ohio State. But if they win the game against Michigan, you start to get a little more a serious attention from the higher four stars, the consent, more of the five stars, right? Because you got Singleton, you got denied Dennis Sutton. I get that. But you become, you are more present in that conversation instead of an afterthought. But don't think that if Penn State loses to Michigan, that kids are going to flip. They're going to jump. They're going to jump ship. All this type of all this type of stuff. Penn State doesn't go backwards, but they certainly don't go forwards if they lose this game. Yeah, recruiting is about relationships, Zach. And if they lose the Michigan game, and I think most people, as you said, are picking them to lose the game, it's not going to help. But they're getting beat by a top five team by anybody's barometer. Okay, mm-hmm. most people think they're one of the top two teams in the country, myself included. And here's the deal: they just need to play better. Don't get beat 31 to nothing or something crazy like that. That That's yeah. when you can lose kids. Don't lay an egg to that point where you get embarrassed. Right. They didn't win against right. Ohio State, but they were really competitive. 
they were plays in it, away. Yeah. So, you know, that's okay. They got beat, whatever. It didn't really make any difference. They just got to make sure it's at least to that point. If not better, they'll be fine. Like, like you said, you put out the example and I can't remember if it was the last episode we did, we did together or an episode before that, but if Penn state were to beat an Ohio state to beat a Michigan, then it's the text messages to coach Franklin. Like, Hey coach, you know, let's have that conversation again. Right. It just, it brings more attention, but absolutely. if you, if you lose to Michigan, it's like ah, same old Penn state. What do you do? You know, you, there's only so much you can do at this point because there, there's only one place for them to go. And that's in that top five. Mm-hmm. They're a number six to 12 program. There's a handful yeah. of schools that kind yeah. of belong in that conversation. Maybe six to 15. So little variance, but you're just a couple of players away for making it really happen. A receiver, maybe another special player on defense, not that they don't have some, to get over the hump. And that's what they're looking for. But if they can find a way to get it now, it makes recruiting those kids a gazillion times easier. So that's why they got to find a way to get one of those wins, man. You can't always lose to Michigan Ohio State. And they don't do well, the track record. Now, Penn State and Ohio State, it's bad. And if it wasn't for that blocked field goal miracle type of play, who knows the last time Penn State would have beaten Ohio State. And I know they came close, but a loss is still a loss. Nobody's talking, well, the Penn State lost by one point. Nobody's saying, you know, we almost got them. That's not the conversation. You have lost how many you've lost since every game since 2017. And it took a blocked field goal and a return touchdown to beat them in 2016. For Michigan, you look at the last 10 games, Penn State, it, yes, they've lost six of them, but they're four and six. So don't think this is a completely lopsided right. series. They've traded punches. Michigan's blown out Penn State. Penn State's blown out Michigan. Penn State's won the close ones. Michigan's won the close ones. The difference is Michigan has made it to the college football playoff. But don't think that, oh, the Wolverines have this overwhelming dominance in this series over the past 10 years during James Franklin's time. Therefore, Penn State is 4-6. and six. It's still losing. But the way the conversation is, Brian, it seems like it's nine to one Michigan, eight to two Michigan. That's the Ohio State series, but not the Michigan one. Perception is reality, Zach. Um, Penn State I'm coming fans to figure want, that out. Yeah, <laughs> Penn State fans want blood, and they want it now. They're just they're just done waiting. So mm-hmm. I I don't know how you fix it other than to win, for your sake and, and for your future psychiatry bill. Reading the emails you're going to get, they need to beat Michigan. So, uh, Penn state fans are used to success, man. It's Penn state and they've kind of been stuck at number three in the big 10 for a decade plus for a while. Yeah. And I understand their frustration. So they need to find a way to win this game. And that would bolster recruiting at least a little bit, but Mm -hmm. it's just about on field performance here. I don't think it's a lack of talent. They got to find a way to maximize it on game day. It is a domino effect because if you get the attention of just that one different, like that one program difference making type of player, then they become your biggest recruiter. And if that five stars, your biggest recruiter, then you're getting all the names after him as well. So yes, it takes one or two players, but that has a larger than life impact. And as you've seen, Ohio state reaps the benefits from it, Georgia, Alabama, they're certainly reaping the benefits from it. Now it's it's Penn State's turn, but if you keep having the same results, definition of an in, insanity, you're not going to get a lot of changes. Brian, it's it's always great to talk to you, get the full insight, the full preview of recruiting where Penn State stands. Penn State's in a good spot. I would even argue they're in a great spot with the way that they've been recruiting, but that elite spot, well, J- James Franklin said it, so uh, 
I have to agree with them. It'll be an interesting game, and we'll see what the result dictates here. But, Brian, it's always a great result when you're able to join the show and talk some, some recruiting here. Thank you very much, sir.